welcome to the weekly wrap with meetings today and Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director. Well, uh, I guess uh, the big thing in the news lately is the coronavirus um, and uh, all the uh, resources that our industry, uh, the meetings and events industry, really needs to tap to uh, keep tabs on that and protect uh, their attendees as well as the organizations they plan for. Um, it really seems like uh, there's a lot of secrecy going on. I guess that's just my opinion um, in China. But I mean, if you really look at what they're doing, building all those hospitals uh, quickly, um, it, and then all the uh, really spikes in the uh, sicknesses we're hearing reported, and sort of the lockdown on a lot of the information, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist or a big worrier, but um, I think we should all be concerned about this. So, you know, hopefully we do keep a lock on this as much as we can, but we are essentially in the travel uh, business and in the business of gathering large numbers of people for meetings and events with increasingly a large global audience and people coming from uh, places like China and other places that have been, have been affected. Um, so, uh, you know, when news of this really started hitting, I really thought, oh, I should reach out to uh, Brenda Rivers, who's a risk management expert, has done a number of stories for us, has actually written, uh, written the risk management playbook. Um, and really a lot of uh, that work was kind of stemmed from a lot of the uh, active shooters incidents we had uh, you know, for the last few years, really. And I guess you're just waiting for the shoe to drop on another one, uh, unfortunately. But um, I thought, wow, she would be fantastic to do one on coronavirus. So if you go to meetingstoday.com, she crafted up a great uh, coronavirus risk management uh, tips for meetings and events story that is really um, like a checklist for items that uh, meeting uh, organizers need to be aware of to determine, you know, the uh, possible severity of the coronavirus risk to their event and really take solid steps to ensure the safety of their attendees, of course, but also have a plan together to make sure that their organizations are protected. Um, I always look at all, at all of these things um, through the lens of uh, if something bad happens, no matter if it's a virus or an active shooter or, or, or what have you, um, you know, what is that going to look like in a court case uh, coming down the pike after that? And if you and your organization do not have any sort of plan together, that's the first thing they're going to ask uh, when you're up on the stand. Uh, what, what sort of plan did you have to mitigate risk like this? And the answer can't be, uh, no, we didn't have any sort of plan. So I'm a big, big advocate for a variety of reasons of really just taking that step, getting a plan together. It's so essential. Um, you know, the odds are something like this is not going to happen. But if it does, it could just destroy an organization, especially some, something like an association with large numbers of people gathering so uh, check out uh, her story on meetingstoday.com. It's on the homepage. And then also uh, sort of a related article, but actually written really before the coronavirus uh, issue took off was uh, Pete Campy, um, one of our editors, 
wrote a story about what to do if, if you get sick on the road um, and you're traveling. So there's a number of great resources there. Um, head over to meetingstoday.com. You'll find that. I think it might even be linked to Brenda's article. And then we also have uh, you know, a number of uh, other articles from experts really on wellness and especially um, traveling and wellness when you're traveling on the road, such as uh, John Io, who has uh, some flu season travel tips as part of our meetings in a minute uh, videos we do. So check that out. I mean, we are in the heart of a uh, cold and flu season. So, um, you know, that information can really save you a lot of aggravation. Um, also, another story uh, we just posted um, was, um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not coming down with anything, am I? All right, that was not planned. Um, another story is uh, my interview uh, podcast with Chris Meyer with the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. Just a wide-ranging podcast about all the new cool things that are happening in Vegas. Um, you know, Vegas is just a laboratory for the, you know, the, the A-team of hospitality and meetings. You know, probably, arguably the world's biggest meetings destination. There's always something going on there. Always these massive new developments, the, the biggest, latest, greatest new tech. Um, so Chris uh, really shared really in depth all the cool things that are going on there. Um, one particularly fascinating was a people mover at the Las Vegas Convention Center, which is undergoing a giant expansion. Um, Elon Musk, the boring company, uh, has just really, there are boring tunnels under there. They're gonna have Tesla vehicles shuttling people. I, I am just really super psyched to go check that out. Uh, Chris promised that uh, he'll give me a preview, uh, I think probably uh, during IMAX, um, when it's uh, gonna be probably operational soon after that, I think, that the plan is for it to be uh, operational by CES, which I believe happens every January, uh, probably the largest consumer electronic show in the world. So that is going to be amazing. So uh, check that out on meetingstoday.com, um, as well as a wealth of other stories. Uh, Joan Isatot recently wrote one on uh, people in the hospitality industry sharing their sabbatical stories. Uh, don't we all need a sabbatical? I know I do. Um, I don't know if your organization offers one, but many do. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask, to inquire, to really recharge your batteries. And, you know, there's something in it also for the organization that you work for, because, you know, depending on the format of the sabbatical, and she really details in depth a number of them, um, you know, you could really go out and learn uh, things and make contacts and do research that you can bring back to your organization that will benefit them. So you'll bring back this wealth of information um, and also uh, come back recharged and ready to keep on charging. So uh, check out Jones. It was in her Friday with Joan uh, blog and on our website. Um, so check that out. Doesn't hurt to ask, huh? Um, and then another story um, that we're uh, just put up is uh, biophilic design and meeting spaces that can increase uh, productivity of your attendees. It's really a move about bringing in uh, natural environments into meetings. And so uh, our editor, Danielle Lebrecht, did a great job of detailing that. I know 
Uh, companies such as MGM Resorts International really put a huge emphasis on that through their through Delos and their Stay Well meetings and suites um, program. So they've done a lot of the research. Um, so you don't have to. Um, and you can just read. <coughs> excuse me again the um, the article to um, to get the highlights of that and see how you can incorporate it into your meeting. And uh, I think you know even just besides the scientific arguments for boosting productivity, it's just a more pleasant environment. You know, there's really been a move away from, I mean, years ago, you know, they, they used to not even like natural light in meeting rooms, which seems absurd now. So it has really gone in the other direction. So head on over to meetingstoday.com and check out those and many other stories. And thanks for joining us today. Hope to see you out there on the road. Um, I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director. Make it a great rest of the day. Thank you.